Today we speak with Dr. Ranjan Balsare in India. I am always so inspired by the Indian homeopaths and I always learn interesting new remedies when speaking with them. And I am always blown away by the huge amount of patients they manage to treat on a daily basis. It's not uncommon for Ranjan to see 70 to 80 patients a day. So Dr. Ranjan specializes in homeopathy for rheumatology. And in this episode, he shares some wonderful success stories from his clinic. If you or somebody you know suffers from a rheumatological complaint, I really hope today's episode will give you some hope and encourage you to seek out the help of a homeopath. And if you'd like to work with Dr. Ranjan directly from anywhere in the world, you can reach him at ranjanbalsare at gmail.com. That's R-A-N-J-A-N-B-E-L-S-A-R-E at gmail.com. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Homeopathy Hangout, where we discuss all things homeopathy from around the world. And now my mum and your host, Eugenie Kruger. Hello, homies, and a very warm welcome to Homeopathy Hangout. Today, we get to hang out with Dr. Ranjan Balsare, all the way from Maharashtra in India. Welcome, Ranjan. Thank you, Eugene. It's, it's a very great honor to be here. It's lovely to have you, Ranjan. I wonder, can you tell our guests right off the bat, how were you first introduced to homeopathy? Uh, I was first introduced with homeopathy through my mother's case. My mother had a very severe case, had a severe uh, pain, and after which she had diagnosed with renal calculi. And we went to a surgeon who told us to get operated. And it woke up because it was a very big calculi, renal mm-hmm. calculi. And she was in so much pain. And then just across my... Uh, Across my house, there was one homeopath who was who was there practicing. Not that much patients, but it was a beginning phase of her, and she uh, she was with us in in good relations. Mm. And she said that if you let me treat her, I can treat her, and hope it will do the magic. And after first three or four doses, my mother had passed the calculator. Oh, amazing! Out of, out of pain, and that made. A much impact and that much surprise my father not me actually <laughs> my and after uh, I passed out my uh, 12th and I entered in the uh, in, to, I, I liked it to be a graduate so he tell me why don't you join BHMS at that time BHMS was not so much homeopathy was not so much recognized mm-hmm. still even in India it was in blooming phase and so I, I was never intended to homeopathy and I somehow I got stuck, stuck in the homeopathy. Here we have five and a half year co- degree course in mm-hmm. homeopathy. So until third or fourth year, I was not interested in homeopathy, not believed in homeopathy, and never intended to do practice in my in, in my life. So some uh, some moments happened, and I was got attracted towards homeopathy. And uh, I had and one such instance was that I. I had many warts on my face. I suffered from many warts, huge warts. And that was not removable with allopathy. I cauterized them many times and like that. And they were increasing in number. And I went to my one of my teacher that nothing is working. And so that I came to homeopathy. A homeopathic student was not believing in homeopathy. <laughs> going, going for the help to a homeopathic practitioner. And he cured my warts within 15 days. Oh, that's amazing. Very hard at that. This is something, there is something in it. You should go for it. You should go for it. And um, some instances happened. And uh, then I devoted uh, myself 
after that towards homeopathy. I, I always considered myself as a converted homeopath, <laughs> not from the other stream, but from the heart. I was not oh. intended to be homeopathy, but I, I now I really in love with homeopathy. So this is my journey. That is so cool. And just for the listeners, the renal calculi that his mum was suffering from is kidney stones, right? I just always try, yeah, try to just simplify it for the for the audience, just in case you know that we use some terminology they might not be familiar with. But um, that is really cool because I have heard that renal calculi and kidney stones are very painful, and some people say it's worse than giving birth. So you'll have to ask your mum because obviously she's given birth to you guys. If it was worse than birth or not. <laughs> <laughs> um, both are the same that you are you are quite easy to be to given birth but the pain was more at <laughs> and at least in childbirth you have a beautiful baby at the end of it not not just like yeah, a yeah, stone yeah. <laughs> and and that, that's the reason why the why people after the stone has passed out they will take care of it they will put, <laughs> they will put, put some and they, they will show the doctor, doctor special container is, yeah <laughs> Something like that, even for the baby also. Maybe turn it into jewelry or something. I don't know if people do that, but anyway. <laughs> it is a kind of jewelry to the to to our ourselves, to doctors. After the patients who, who bought their stones, now it is a kind of jewelry. We will we will put them in our shoe that <laughs> to tell the other patient that that should. And this can be happen with homeopathy also. Yeah, it's not not quite a diamond, but you know, at least it's better out than in. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, Ranjan, do you have a special uh, interest in rheumatology? So, tell our audience what what is rheumatology and how did you get into it, and why why is is that an area of interest for you? Yeah, uh, rheumatology. I have a special interest in rheumatology because a big chunk of my practice consists of this type of patients from uh, rheumatology so, to st- uh, the study of. Uh, rheumatism, the arthritis, study mm. of joint pains and like etc. to the common audience. And uh, there are many people who are suffering from the various disorders all over the world. And many, many more are added mm. yearly. In India, we have 20 to 30 percent of population is suffering from some kind of rheumatological disorders. So that type, that common these uh, diseases are not in the f- mainstream focus. Mm. because uh, they are not having that fancy treatments in allopathic sites and they are not getting any specific and curative treatments. Mm. So uh, my interest was when my mother, uh, when she suffered from her OA knee, that is her knee was very severely painful, stiff. She cannot walk through two or three uh, steps. And being a homeopath, I was uh, feel, feel, felt helpless that I can't uh, do anything to her. So I, I visited many rheumatologists, eminent rheumatologists, and they all said that you have to get a knee replacement. Mm. And my mother was quite fearful to mm. going into that operation that if you once you operated that, what will happen if this is going well, is going well, or otherwise yeah. I will be changed to the bed. Mm. And I was not married at that time also. So who will take care of you? Who will take care of our family? Mm. So uh, that uh, made me think more. And I started her on Barbarius Vulgaris 1X, which I learned from one of my masters, Dr. Farooq Master. Uh, he is also one of my mentors. And after putting her on Barbarius Vulgaris 1X, her knee 
uh, slowly, slowly got recovered. The swelling reduced, the stiffness reduced, and the mobility came back. And now she can walk one or two miles per day. Wow! So that made me feel that if I can do this, I can. Uh, there are a lot of many peoples in in the community in the India who are not getting that type of treatment. They are not that much privileged, or that that they are not that much money to go through these type of operations. Mm-hmm. Either they are willing or they are not willing. It's not the issue, but if they are not privileged, they are not getting that mm. much. They are having that much money. They don't have any other option. Yeah, and every time, I mean, it's wonderful that we have the option of surgery. I and my podcast listeners will be so annoyed with me, but I had my appendix out in January, and I tell you, if it wasn't for the surgeons, I would have been dead right now. So I have a lot of respect for surgeons. But if you yeah. don't. You don't want to unnecessarily have surgery. And if we can use a non-invasive, safe, effective natural medicine, why wouldn't we? And I quickly want to check with you, Ranjan, that medicine that you said, was it berberus, which is yeah, which actually makes sense for your mother because it's a really good yeah. kidney remedy as well. So it's very interesting that this then was helping her knees. So how amazing. That's so, very cool. Uh, yeah. So so that's why I get interested in um, home, uh, this rheumatology field. And slowly, slowly, I find that I, I see around 70 to 80 patients per day. And out of them, 30 to 35 patients are of this rheumatological complaints. That's you see commonly. 70 to 80 patients a day. Yeah. How do you do that? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> it is very common to see a homeopath 70 to 80 patients, more than 50 patients oh per day in, in India. This is not a big deal. And Wow. The college which I uh, uh, did my MD from, I passed out MD from the National Institute of Homeopathy, Kolkata, if you must have heard it. So uh, there we used to see 2,000 to 2,500 patients per day on a daily basis on purely homeopathy. Whew, that's a lot. A yeah, it is a college where, where uh, there are like a big fair of patients, of homeopathic patients are there. Oh. And the college is only specialized for seeing homeopathic OPDs, various OPDs. And there we also have 200 to 250 patients, IPD beds also. That sounds amazing. Yeah, homeopathic hospital where you can learn all type of cases. So from there, we are getting uh, that type of exposure where we learn to see that much patient in a small amount of time. That is absolutely incredible. So, And I was going to say, it's so hard with rheumatology because mainstream medicine really doesn't have that much to offer. I mean, they can give drugs and none of that is actually going to heal the problem. It's just going to suppress the symptoms. So I do feel that uh, homeopathy for rheumatology is really, really important because there's not that many other options for them in mainstream medicine, right? Yes, you are very right. They are uh, something like disease-modifying anti-rheumatoid drugs. Mm. So what these drugs do, now? they will suppress these inflammatory processes or the uh, the pain responses for some time after you withdraw them after one or two you are in the uh, in you are in the square one so it is mm-hmm. not helpful to many patients i have seen some patients who are having much relief and i have i, I seen many patients who are not getting relief with this mm-hmm. so modern cell medicine don't have any uh, any firm things to offer to this mm-hmm. type of patients. and whatever medicines they have Sometimes they are more harmful than the, of its use. Mm. So many times a patient came to us, he is suffering from a pain in joints, 
and and, and he's taking um, painkillers and steroids from many years and he is getting very swelled up and like that and ultimately he will end up in the kidney failures mm. or the acute kidney injury or chronic kidney injuries and we have seen many patients who are in which uh, these drugs are doing more harm mm. than the use it is it's not the case that rheumatologists are not aware but because they don't have any option to do Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's such a tricky one. I mean, I I see six patients a day, <laughs> not seventy and eighty. <laughs> but I had somebody just yesterday, and she actually she lives in another part of Western Australia, and she flies down to Perth every three months to get her injection for her rheumatological complaints. And yes. you know, when it gets yes. towards the last few weeks, then those pains are coming back, and they get really more intense. And you know, that's not really a life either. If you have to. You know, if you're forced to be on this medication for the rest of your life without any, you know, real hope of ever recovering. I've got another client who's been on this uh, medication for 20 years now, and her symptoms are actually just getting worse and worse and worse. And part of me is wondering if it's not actually just the drug doing so much more damage to her body, you know, and it's it's hard. And what what do you typically find, Ranjan, if somebody does decide to come off their medications with the help of homeopathy? Is that something that can be achieved? Yeah, this can this can be achieved. I, I'm uh, I like to share a case mm. of severe RA patient uh, who rheumatoid arthritis, rheumatoid arthritis, yeah. what we call it, and she has not a single joint of her body which was not affected, mm. and she was in pain and on the verge of divorce because of this. They are coming from the lower economical background, and she was suffering, 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 and ultimately her her husband told that if you don't if you don't get better. Just leave me, and we will ah. get you a divorce. I will find a new, new wife or new bride, like something. So she was in pain, in physical pain also, and emotional pain also. When she came to me, and she was, she was not getting any proper treatment. She she received treatments before that, but they helped her for the short period of time. Mm-hmm. After the withdrawal that medicine, the pain comes, the swelling comes, and and. Much harm will be done because she was susceptible to that medicine. She will have some rash, some allergies like that after she she took medicine. But what she can do to relieve the pain, she have to take the tablets. And when she came to me, she was in very bad condition. And I took her case and I gave her stethoscopia. Mm. It's a lot of press emotion because she can't tell to anyone, and these sort of things are happening. And after stethoscopia, she was. Improved very slowly, 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 and all her medications went off. I gra- we gradually tapered uh, those medicines with the help of one of my rheumatologist friend. And after slowly, 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 this has been a seven years now. Mm. I saw that case in very early uh, in early days of my practice, wow. and after seven and after seven years also, she was totally fine, and her marriage is intact. I was just gonna say, I hope she kicked her husband to the curb, <laughs> but she's still with him. <laughs> Hopefully, she was now able to set better boundaries with Staphylococcus as a remedy, yeah, better able she, to assert her, you know, part of the relationship. Able, yeah, she's able to do that. She can. She comes Good. to her husband now for the here some uh, here and there some trivial complaints, and her her husband sits next to me, and now she's the dominant one because she's very good, and they are now they are trying. For their second baby also, Aww. so they also help with that. That sir, you can do. You can help us with that also. So of Aww. course, no. seeing these patients who are lives change upside down, it's a very beautiful thing after homeopathy. You're gonna make me cry. That is actually just so cool because you know 
somebody yeah. thinks they're just coming to you for their joint complaints, but actually the mental emotional improvement that they get from that and how it affects their whole life because of that. And now there's probably going to be a little new little baby because of this. <laughs> so that's yeah. just so amazing. We have the best jobs in the world. Hey, definitely. We are the best jobs in the world. <laughs> yeah. Have you got any other cases you want to share with us? Yeah. Once I had a case of a severe sciatica. So, yeah. Sciatica. She yeah. Was a daily, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Matlab, the, the lady was a daily wage worker. If it didn't go for the go, go for the work, her family will suffer. Oh, wow. And due to some reason or injury, she had uh, suffered from severe pain of sciatica of right sided, mm. and she uh, she can't able to move. She did she can't even go for the toilet. She mm. has to take support of her little childrens, and sometimes she crawls. And she's oh. only only not only a bread earner but also a caretaker of her family. So if she will lie down on a bed, no one there to cook, no one there to wash the utensils, nothing, nothing, nothing. And the child, children are were so small. So she came to me in a very great pain and I just uh, started taking her, her history. And in that short period of time, she coughs and she get oh, after coughing, she had that severe pain mm. uh, in, in his right sciatic nerve, that kind of uh, intensity of that pain also. So I gave her tellurium in the LM potency, 0 by 5 in BD doses. And after 15 days, she got better. And now slowly, 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 she's able to do her daily works. And now she's almost free from pain. She go for the work to earn. And now she is completely, completely okay. Without pain, without any medicines. That is so cool. And tellurium is not a remedy that I've used very much, but I know that it's used for slip discs as well. Hey. It it is a very good medicine for ringworms. Ringworm as well, yeah. Yeah, ringworm. And it is very good medicine for sciatica. When you have this pain aggravated by coughing and Ah. the causticum is on the other side, mostly on the left side, and tellurium is on the right side. So that was my point of prescription that when when she coughed, she had this severe pain in that's her right uh, sciatic nerve and that cured her and that changed her whole life without any operation because many fine surgeons were advising surgery because mm. there is no other way to relieve that pain. And she didn't even have money to do a, a proper MRI scan. Wow. So this and small medicine helped her very much. And the other thing is when you have those surgery and you have little children and then often that, you know, with the recovery period, not many of us mums with little children actually can take two months off to just recover after surgery. So, you know. And after that surgery also now your mobility is not getting going to increase. Mm-hmm. You are going to be that yeah, that much restricted in your in, in your motions, mm. in your activities that you can do this, you can't do that. And it is like that you do this surgery to relieve the pain only. Mm. It is not like that that you you just like you uh, did your appendectomy mm-hmm. and you are fit and fine now. Yeah. You can you can jump, you can eat anything, uh-huh. and you can go really and then this this uh, didn't didn't bother you, and it is you feel like completely free. Yeah. But it is like in this type in these cases after surgery also you have to be in on certain regime that you can't stoop. Mm. Okay, you can't lift heavy things. Yeah. And now if you, if you tell a patient of this uh, who is going to earn his bread and butter by daily wages, you can't tell her that you don't do this because uh, uh, you will suffer from pain and, and that you had operations after operation also after they are they had exhausted their entire life the uh, savings of their life it is not 
not really help. helps. Mm. Only pain is better. Only pain is better. Mm. It's incredible when you talk about these things. I mean, just really really is such a stark contrast of how lucky we are here in Australia where we don't often see that uh, in our in our clinics and um, just how amazing it is that homeopathy is able to help people you know I can't imagine if you've got that day wage where if you can't work for that day that means you're not eating that day I mean it's it's just incredible and then if that homeopathy that's so it's the cheapest, probably the cheapest medicine on the planet, other than maybe energy medicine like Reiki <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> cheapest medicine on the planet and can make such a profound difference in a person's life. I like to slightly correct you. It is not cheapest. It is cost-effective. Cost-effective. <laughs> yeah, cost-effective. And it is not cheap. It is not cheapest. It, is, it can be a treasure full. It's invaluable. invaluable. For some people, it is invaluable. For me, it is invaluable. It is. That five five rupees and ten rupees while uh, while can do can cure hundreds of patients, but it is cost effective. Cost effective. Not not cheap. Not cheap. cheap. <laughs> You've got to watch our words here, and it's very yeah. sustainable. I mean, at the end of the day, we can produce medicines for the whole world without having to destroy rainforests or kill you know thousands of African green monkeys or all of the other animals and insects and plants that get destroyed in the process of making pharmaceutical medication or it's something that always blows my mind is the menopausal medication that's made from the urine of pregnant horses and how they keep these horses in stalls and don't allow them any water so that their urine is more concentrated so that they can make this medication for menopausal women and i'm like how is that ever okay to put an animal through that trauma so you, just so you don't have your hot flush for a little bit when we can just use such safe homeopathic remedies to achieve a much better effect yes it is definitely a great great to see patient healed by homeopathy without hurting them also mm. without hurting any environmental factors and uh, without hurting their pockets also so it Absol- is uh, <laughs> yeah it is is a a treat to your eyes and your mind to see that patients are getting healed they're happily they come to you with happiness i'm okay and sometimes the follow-up of uh, sometimes when the correct remedy hits the follow-up was only of only five to seven seconds Mm. patient will come to see you and just tell you that yes i'm okay Mm. just do my medicine only that (laughs) And it's up to you that you, if you want to straight that follow-up, that it, is, is this better? You, is your headache is also better? And the patient will only say, I'm all better. Just give me my, my medicine and I'll give <laughs> you after 15 days. And, that is, they, and these are the shortest follow-ups and you see in homeopathy and never ever in any other system of medicine. Because patient is healed from within outside. Mm, absolutely. When he's better now, he will not anything to say, you, nothing to say. Just give me my medicine. <laughs> so, give me my medicine. I'm all okay. I waited three hours in your clinic just to say you. Oh. Okay. I'm all okay. Just give me my medicine. <laughs> so do people just line up in queues? Is it like first come, first serve? Yeah, yeah, yeah. First come, first come, they have to take uh, appointments sometimes. And sometimes we give them, uh, if there are special cases, like rheumatoid arthritis and sleep discs and PIDs, we give them special appointment because we have to uh, do a proper case taking mm, mm. and we have to go to go to deeper aspects of uh, their mental and physical levels mm. many people didn't know about that mm. because yeah. i it's in a pure village area a poor pure town area where patients only once uh, to 
just they are in habit of going to the doctor mm. telling their complaint and getting their medicine received no one going to ask you about their sleep their stool their desire how how they feel how they don't how when they are sad and this kind of a uh, difficult sometimes to get this type of symptom but somehow we are now in used used to used to that and we are and patients who came to us they are only uh, they are now after seeing that much uh, uh, people waiting outside and, mm-hmm. and they come by refer also uh-huh. they are not came by themselves some or other people they refer the patient to you and they said that this boot a doctor and I, i i was uh, better from my complaint after that and they will teach that patient mm-hmm. so they He, uh, the doctor will ask about this <laughs> yeah don't be shy <laughs> don't be don't be nervous tell them whole the thing he will ask about your nature don't hide anything yeah it will take one hour be patient it will take two or three months to get to you that proper effect sometimes but don't leave the treatment and you will get benefited and in that cases we don't have to do anything we don't have to get educated the patient they are the best they are the best i've got a few clients like that that i've helped over the years and they just you don't it's the best word of mouth their friends and family all come and see you and usually that client will prepare that person and you know give them some idea yeah. of what they can expect so that's that's the best client to get <laughs> that that's the big and 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 imagine that happened in the rural areas of india mm. there is probably a lot of talking <laughs> oh that's amazing and any other cases you want to share with us ranjan i love listening to to cases it's always so interesting and hearing what remedies different homeopaths prescribe as well yeah yeah when uh, there, there is a one case of a patient he was suffering from severe brachial neuralgia the radio uh, the cervical radiculopathy Mm-hmm. he had this slip disc in his uh, 6c5 66 cervical vertebra mm. pain pain was excruciating excruciating he had taken this uh, pregabalins also and he did his physiotherapy sessions also and he was a teacher mm. so he has to uh, he has to teach and he has to uh, write on the board like and right on the board and yeah. he, uh, he has uh, she, uh, he has to uh, be uh, in uh, this uh, bent forward position to yeah. check the notebooks and papers and it and it was very difficult to him mm. he can cannot do his job he was on the leave and went to many rheumatologists many suggested some or other things the surgery was not possible because because it was too invasive if you is some bad thing happen he will paralyze up uh, the oh, whole wow. body mm. yeah so pain was so excruciating and uh, he was talking and talk about the pain how was the pain and how he suffered what how how it affected her and i i did find uh, in him that he was very talking talking talking, talking, mm-hmm. talking. and i asked about his thirst he, he said you know, i don't feel thirsty usually and i gave him paris quadrifolia i don't know that one do you say paris yeah. yes paris quadrifolia okay i gave yeah 0.4 potency uh that I, i directly switched on to the durbakor because the pain was so excruciating and i gave it in in a tedious day in in tedious doses for some 10 uh, 10 to 15 days and he was 50% better wow. after that initial doses of paris quadrifolia it is clearly written that when the pain in the cervical region uh, went to uh, the left hand it is mostly paris quadrifolia oh, cool. from, yeah. and in the right we have sanguinaria calmia if mm-hmm. it is hot 
uh, it is sanguinary it is mostly chilly it is calmed if it is numbed it is calmia so it was a left sided locality like lacasis uh-huh. first left patient paris quadrifolia did the job and did the wonder now he is back to his job doing all all the works and never having pain That is so cool. I had to quickly Google padre, uh, Paris quadrifolia. Quadra obviously means four and folia leaf. And it's, uh, it's, it says it's called true lover's knot, which is very interesting. Yeah. That's so, and you said um, sanguinaria for the left side? Right side. Right side, of course. Yeah. And also right side, of, like migraines. That's the remedy that's made from blood root, I think. Sanguinaria. Blood root. Blood, blood root, yeah. yeah. It is very good medicine for the migraine, right side and migraine. Mm-hmm. And for the allergy granitic patients who are oh, very okay. affected strongly by the, uh, by the odors, or by strong odors. Also, they suffer from heartburns. Okay. Differently. And... this type of right sided rheumatic complaints right sided patient right sided patient they are sanguinary sulfur like patients heat of palm and soles acidity right sided complaints any allergic history sanguinary can oh my goodness that that's why i love speaking with an indian homeopath because you guys know your materia medica like nobody else and i have never spoken with an indian homeopath and not learned new remedies and you guys tend to use lots of different remedies that i we never learn in our materia medica college and we learned like hundreds of different remedies but you guys always use very and i think there's certain um like indian herbs and things that you have that you use in homeopathic potency as well that we don't use as often and so i always i always learning a new remedy and i always have to listen so carefully because you know there's so many different remedies that i just have never heard of but that sounds good i'm going to keep an eye on paris quadrifolia and see if i ever have a case where i need it that's so very cool are, this, these are these medicines are actually there in borica metra medica since borica i love borica yeah 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 this borica metra medica is is there from many times and in that in that dr borica has said that they collected these indications from eminent homeopaths of his time hmm. or from the toxicological source or from the empirical sources also and that, that why he he collected this so called verified knowledge and that's why they are very true till date now Mm. Any of our listeners, uh, if you know, if you're listening to this and you want to get a really good book, there's this Burika Materia Medica and Repertory combination, and he's also got remedy relationships in the back of the book and all that. It's actually such a good home prescribing book for anyone to have in their house. I was actually just. Uh, going to contact BJ to see if I can do a bulk book order of Burika's book for the mothers here in Perth who you know are really getting into their homeopathy because that book has got so many hundreds of different remedies and the repertory and it's got the remedy relationships and it's got like smaller remedies yeah very very good book that one and also got some therapeutic index also yes yeah yeah <laughs> and all of that in one tiny little book it's, well it's not tiny it's been it's a small book but it's like chunky chunky yeah Yeah, that's very good. It's amazing, Ranjan. And is there anything else that you want us to finish this episode off on? Is there any other cases you want to share, or can you tell our listeners how they can get hold of you? Anything else that you want to share with us? I want to share uh, the, the message I want to give you to audience and the homeopaths also all over the world that choose homeopathy first in these rheumatological cases. First, first you give try to this. If you're not satisfied. and that will not be the case if you are not satisfied then <laughs> go to the other path because that medicine will heal you through and through from from your mind to your body to your soul and you feel you feel completely new after that this it, it will be a much big experience because sometimes after some medicine and after uh, suffering so long with that this is 
patient also get traumatized mm-hmm. so homeopathy is the best medicine to begin with in these type of cases first you consult your nearest homeopath for that and dear homeopaths i want to tell you that if you treat this case it is like tsunami of rheumatological patients really once All once you have success in that success we are we are talking about cancers we are talking about diabetes we are talking about uh, many um, lifestyle disorders nowadays these patients are also came like tsunami mm. if they are not coming to you make them come to you mm. because these will be at very next turning point in the history of homeopathy after treating these cases we are treating many cancer cases yes it is good but it is as difficult as to treat a cancer case mm-hmm. as to treat a rheumatoid arthritis case which is suffering from 10 to years 15 years her joints are getting deformed mm-hmm. to give relief to that patient it is a very big thing mm-hmm. the next thing because patient It's is always helpful in these cases so homeopaths you should have to be more focused or more determined to give results in these cases because it will go in the community mm-hmm. because there are mass mass of uh, patients of this conditions also we talk about men of cancers and this all mm-hmm. give relief to this patient and it will benefit homeopathy and patients please 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 first use homeopathy in this case because i have seen many patients who are getting better without surgery mm-hmm. their neuralgia is getting better with uh, simple homeopathic pills no need of pregabalin no no need of any big big medicine like tegretol i i want to give you one case of uh, trigeminal neuralgia oh ouch a lady had a lady had picked, uh, extracted his tooth because of it carried uh, because of caries of tooth he went to the dentist and he mm-hmm. extracted his tooth and after that this uh, trigeminal neuralgia started mm-hmm. of right side right side right side and she was in so pain no the tegretol is not helping not any uh, uh, other medicine was helping and she was in so much pain she used to lie down like this for hours mm-hmm. and hours and you cannot imagine the pain the pain of trigeminal neuralgia and there is no specific treatments the stars I, and the body yeah i've stars, heard trigeminal neuralgia is very very yeah. painful yeah big big stars of our bollywood industry and hollywood industry also they are suffering from these uh, these neuralgias and they are not getting better they are because they are not uh, getting uh, any homeopathic treatment Mm. So I gave her the lady hypericum CM, one dose, the right-sided neuralgia after extraction of the teeth, mm. and she was completely better gradually, gradually, gradually. We have to repeat these doses at frequent intervals also because the pain is uh, will shoot up once and mm. Uh, mm. you have to relieve that. And now after one and a half year of treatment, she is completely free from that pain. And if you tell her. to a uh, pain management doctor who, who is uh, handling these type of cases and he will say what rubbish you are talking it is it is not possible but we are doing this in our clinic daily cases left sided left sided uh, 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 trigeminal neuralgia verbascom is very good remedy spagilla is very good remedy uh-huh. so these few few small medicines are mm. uh, getting uh, patients better mm-hmm. lifetime pain who has suffered from 15 years 20 years and they are they are from chunk of the medicine and it is not getting better when did this hurts no medicine came to rescue amazing but this all one dose four pills five pills and the patient let the patient sit outside for five or 10 minutes and she will report it sir doctor i will feel much better now now can now can i go home wow what what to do and this type of uh, miracles are happening homeopathy so i will request everyone to please let it be 
homeopathy is the first choice of medicine mm. in this type of mm-hmm. disorder or in any other type of disorders that's so that's such a good message now rajan for anyone who has been on pharmaceutical medication for a long time what is your message to them if they've already it's, gone down that route and now they're thinking okay maybe i should give homeopathy a try yeah it's never too late to you never too late mm-hmm. if you are suffering from 10 year 20 year 25 years it's never too late to start homeopathy at any age mm. it will take time to withdraw to taper your all medication but it will be worth that one or two years of time to the homeopathy will worth your lifetime mm. because after that you will feel completely okay completely okay and i will say that it is never too late to and uh, uh, never too late to anyone to start homeopathy you if you are suffering from 10 years 25 or 30 years i have seen cases of 30 years long 25 years long uh, 35 35 years long who is having uh, bedridden and not uh, walking with the with the cane with the with the stick cane you walking stick yeah and now they are feeling the f- uh, freedom of movement Mm, now they are amazing. not Absolutely i am not get they, they got 100% cure but if 25 years 30 pairs of pain vanishes and the patient enjoys that mobility where he is not used to it is it is miracle mm, and it is mm. worth of your time <laughs> so it is never too late never too late for homeopathy if you are on anything from many years just start homeopathy soon you will listen to this i love listening to you i can see your passion coming through and i think Like with us homeopaths we are like the eternal optimists say hey? because we always know there's there's always something we can do and I sometimes I don't know how medical doctors go into their job on a day-to-day basis I'm so grateful for them please don't get me wrong but I don't think I could do their job because I could not be in a job where I have to say to somebody I'm very sorry there's nothing we can do for you we don't have a cure for this we have no medicine we can give you there's nothing I can do for you I've never said that to a client there's always something we can do I'm never promising them a cure I'm just saying there is something that we might be able to do. We might be able to improve it 5% or 10% or if we can't improve it, if your arm's been chopped off and it, I can't make it grow back, but I can help you feel better about not having your arm anymore. So there's always something that we can do, hey. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's and, the the true gift of homeopathy. Yeah, and because I'm not blaming I we are not uh, blaming uh, um, these the modern science doctor because yeah. they are not used to see that type of improvements. Mm. And those who see it they will either refer patient to us yes yes what themselves converted that like yes. dr roger peterson like dr uh, patil like dr fatak and dr hanuman himself those who have seen these results those who have experienced homeopathy they are bound to think and they 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 will also opt this uh, way by one or by other means uh-huh. and we have seen it our master our many homeopaths who are when they once they experienced the power of homeopathy they themselves turned to homeopathy they left their allopathic practice mm-hmm. <laughs> they many many patients and many many doctors are not uh, they are not experiencing this type of results mm-hmm. in their lifetime that's why they are not uh, that much uh, into homeopathy mm-hmm. they will not refer to homeopathy or they will, they will scold homeopathy or they will say that is a rubbish sign but it is not once you get know that homeopathy no they no no homeopathy they will start referring patients to i get many patients of uh, these uh, shaidikas from uh, from rheumat uh, from the uh, medical os- doctors orthopedics yeah yeah incredible friend is orthopedic orthopedician and he, and he referred her mother to me 
that just please take care of her uh, neuralgia uh, oh. of her right side is sciatic pain because my medicine is going to do much harm to her mm. Mm. if it comes i will i will handle some sometimes but you have to you have to treat her <laughs> her simple nephelium and her pain her pain went away and he was in miracle how this can happen how yeah. this can happen Did you say nephelium? That's another remedy I know about, but I haven't used myself. Yeah, nephelium. It is a very good remedy for right side is sciatica when the pain is numbing pain. Okay, it's also cudweeds. Cudweeds is cool. Okay, <clears throat> and another remedy you mentioned earlier was verbascum, which is made from mullein. So I always yeah, just try to put that in the podcast. Otherwise, I get a whole bunch of emails afterwards saying. This this homeopath said this remedy. What did they say in the podcast? So I always just try to clarify it. Otherwise, I get a bunch of emails saying, "What was that remedy they talked about?" <laughs> so we talked about lots of remedies today: berberis, paris, quadrifolia. We've got sanguinaria. We've got spigelia. We've got verbascum, nephelium. Yeah, all sorts of really good remedies. That's amazing. Thank you so much for your time today, Dr. Ranjan. How can people get hold of you? Can can people from overseas make bookings with you as well? Do you do like Zoom? Calls or is it all just at the clinic in person? Yeah, I'm seeing many online patients also, and the patient uh, can uh, mail me to Ranjan Belsare at gmail dot com. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have my email ID also. Uh-huh. <laughs> it is you. They, they can contact me through through that, and I'm seeing many uh, foreign de- foreign patients also. Wonderful. And uh, if you, anyone wants to contact me, it is uh, this is uh, my email address Ranjan Belsare. That is R A N. J A N P E L S A R E at gmail dot com and I'm on Facebook and Instagram also, so you can ping me anytime. Amazing! Well, I'll put that in the show notes. And thank you so much for your time. It was very fun chatting with you. Thank you so much. Same here. Same. Here.